Hi there, I'm Beth Meisner at BethMeisner.com and today I have a really cool guy that I'm going to be interviewing and letting you all know about <laughs> who he is and what he does is Dr. Sean Stringer. Hi there. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's more than a pleasure to be able to pick your brain and learn a little bit more about the way you approach the natural healing to cancer and what all you offer at your center, the Body Mind Center in Bradenton, Florida. What's your website, Sean? I want to make sure people have that right up front. Okay, it's body, B-O-D-Y, mind, M-I-N-D, doc, D-O-C, dot com, bodyminddoc.com. Awesome. All right, great. And you have a really specialized focus when it comes to approaching healing, whether it's cancer, heart disease, diabetes, anything, where's the first place you go? Because everybody asks me, you know, what's the first thing I need to do? First thing you need to do is change your mindset. <laughs> A lot of people are looking to fight cancer or beat cancer, but they're still putting their focus on cancer. So yes. wherever, just like Tony Robbins says, wherever your focus goes, your energy flows. So we need to shift that. And we need to shift our verbiage and our thinking to say, um, I'm looking, uh, I want life, I want to live. Um, I'm appreciative of life and living and things like that and get your focus off the cancer and more about restoring the balance back in your body so that you can live optimally. So I can really agree with that. And I think, you know, before I had my own cancer diagnosis, I was really hyper-focused on what I'm putting in my body. Yeah. As far as food, yeah. nutrition, supplements, water and things like that. Eat this, don't eat that. And I wasn't thinking so much about what the mind is doing, but that's, that's really important. Why is it so important? Because those are like the fertile ground in which the seeds of our lifestyle have been planted. Mm. Um, we could either grow weeds or we could grow flowers. And unfortunately, we've made some bad choices in our life, or not bad choices, but unproductive choices. Less than optimal. <laughs> for ourselves. And those, unfortunately, allowed weeds to grow. And so uh, if a farmer is going to change his crop, they change the soil first because that'll change the outcome. So if we can change the soil in which this happened to grow, then that's going to that's gonna make the biggest change overall. And so we need to start with the psychological aspect. So changing our words, changing our focus, and then looking for the deep-seated emotional experience that actually triggered this to occur in the first place. So people said that to me before I was diagnosed, you know, Ivan had a cancer diagnosis um, and people were saying, oh, well, that type of cancer is usually triggered by this emotion or this emotional experience in life. And I'm like, oh, that's so far out there. That's just crazy. And people were saying, you know, and breast cancer can arise because of this kind of thing. And then as I'm exploring that farther, because now I have my own diagnosis and I'm a practitioner of Qigong and learning that even in the Qigong practice, breast cancer is relating to grief. Yeah. A lot of grief, unexpressed grief, suppressed grief, or just a, a heightened focus on grief for a long period of time. And I could look back in my own life and identify um, a couple of experiences that the grief, even if I start thinking about those experiences now, tears spring to my eyes because the grief was so intense and it's still so fresh. Um, and, and I hesitated to kind of draw that connection that the grief is what gave 
rise to breast cancer, but I have been able to understand that the grief can trigger my immune system to become suppressed. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it's triggering the immune system in a certain way that allows the um, immune cells that are patrolling maybe in the breast area or there's more congestion in the breast and through the lung meridian because that grief hasn't been expressed that it could create a condition where breast cancer would be, it would be easier for breast cancer to arise. Yeah, so uh, that, like I said, that's the fertile ground. So those are the like emotions and sometimes these emotional experiences manifest in certain areas of the body and then those areas become weaker because that's where we're retaining it. And then if something is going to go wrong because of our lifestyle and things that we've chosen, chemicals we've been exposed to, foods that we've eaten, electromagnetic frequencies or EMS being exposed to them, things like that, then those things weaken that area even more than those cells just start adapting to the crappy environment in the mm-hmm. area and eventually the inflammation gets worse it gets more acidic uh, there's not a good uh, blood flow to that area because it's so acidic and not oxygenated those cells switch to anaerobic cells mm-hmm. so they stop using oxygen as their lead energy source and now they're using sugar as their main energy source and then that's why being on a higher sugar diet or right. um, is so bad because now you're feeding that area even more and even like glutamine or glutamate or which is found in MSG and those other things. That's a second, that's another energy source that triggers those cells to help them replicate because they can convert it into an energy source your cells. Um, So Mm -hmm. through the fermentation process. And so these are things that we have to, that we have to look for that. Yeah, they started the budding and they started the seeding and it started to grow from there. But if we can make it inhospitable and set that balance right and make it more hospitable for the rest of the cells, then these will either convert back over to normal cells or they'll die off. They'll be triggered for cell death or the immune system will actually say, okay, you don't belong here and we take care of it. I would rather see somebody die with cancer than die from cancer. Like if their body didn't take care of it completely, at least keep it at bay like it does so many other things, these viruses and chronic bacterial uh, that are living in, in our bodies, like keep them at bay where they're not causing a problem overall, but be able to live a healthy and, and, and good life. But maybe these things are still there. Who cares? As long as you live that, that nice, healthy, long life, and this isn't the thing that's going to affect you, then who cares about it? So that's a good point because when I started getting treated, the doctor I was seeing, Dr. Issel, said to me, you are the only one that knows yourself well enough to be able to answer this question. Would you be able to live with the malignant tumor in your body and not be scared of it? And, you know, when you hear that you have cancer, the first thing you think is, oh, my God, I've got to get that out. And actually, Mm -hmm. the radiologist who uh, scanned me and said, this is bad, you need to get a breast surgeon, you need to get this out. Um, And that was his first thing, you need to get this out. And I I realized when Dr. Issels asked me that question that, you know, I feel like I know what to do to keep the body inhospitable for the proliferation of these tumor cells. And any circulating tumor stem cells are not going to find a place to settle down and create secondary tumors. And so, yeah, I think I am the type of person who could live with the malignant tumor 
in the body, you know, as long as like you're saying, it's not creating a health issue that would actually kill me, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And within a month, my lymph node was normal that had been highly vascular and suspicious for malignancy, and the tumor had no more vascularity at all, mm -hmm. um, stayed the same size, and that still didn't scare me at all, but when it began to shrink in my body, then began to break it down and dissolve it and actually take it away and, and remove it, and now healthy natural tissue is growing in its place. Not only, obviously, was I no longer scared of it, but I'm, I feel totally jubilant and actually was able to feel jubilant before all of that happened. And I think that's, yeah. that's a big key is not to be afraid, to be confident, to be confident with awareness and knowledge. I mean, we're not mm -hmm. just dreaming that, oh, we hope this is going to be okay, um, but there is research. There are studies. There are evidence-based uh, modalities that we can use that keep cancer from killing us and actually help the body heal itself. And you do not have to turn to chemotherapy or radiation or even surgery to take the tumor out because cancer is not about the tumor. Yeah. It is not about the tumor. Not you at all. <laughs> not at all about the tumor. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And and people don't realize, I mean, I tell them this also on like our first visit when we're doing a consultation and talking after I tell them about setting their head right. I don't care if it's stage one or stage four. By the time they found it, it's well over a million cells. It's released circulating tumor cells that are trying to set up in other weakened areas of the body. I, I totally didn't get that, but you're right. You're absolutely right. And they've already sent out the signals for the stem cells to start forming into cancer cells. So it's started to spread. And so it's really spread in anything. It doesn't matter if it's skin cancer or what a colorectal cancer or breast cancer. It's And, and it's by the way, don't let that make you more afraid if you're listening to this, because we are, we know, doctors know, naturopathic doctors know, herbalists know, that doesn't mean it's going to create more tumors and metastasize throughout your body. Yeah, if you, if you set the conditions right and you start to get the balance and you start to get healthy again, it'll have no place to set up. The, the body will take care of it in those areas, and it'll, it's just nothing, nothing to even be concerned about at that time. I'm not concerned about it because I know, you know if we get conditions correct and you're following along with the way your body needs to heal, it, there's, there's nothing to deal with. It's just it's going to take care of it on its own. I mean, God built this thing to heal itself, and that's what it does. It does it better than anything else in the whole world, and uh, there's nothing uh, science can do. I mean, in the U.S. in the last 50-plus years, um, cancer's only they, the cancer survival rate is only 2.1% higher in the U.S., 2% in, um, in, in Australia. And mainly that's because of early detection. So if you've only increased 2%, but your early detections got better, which it's means not it's not the treatment at all. It means the treatment's actually got probably worse during right. this time. And that was what I was going to ask you next, next, because I have a couple of friends who are very research conscious, and they want to see the science behind natural therapies. And I'm here to say the science behind chemotherapy is not even there. Oh, no, not at all. Scientific studies that are peer-reviewed and published in journals where the researchers are saying chemotherapy is not having the desired effect 
and we need to be looking over here or we need to be looking over there because chemotherapy is not only not having the desired effect but also causing secondary cancers in the body. Yeah, that and I'm afraid this immunotherapy that's coming out now is going to be just as bad, but they only need to show in order to make, get that drug approved and um, chemotherapy drugs are the quickest to get approved by the FDA. They don't have to show that it shrinks the tumor for 30 days. That's it. Wow. Not that it's going to extend your life, just that it shrinks the tumor for 30 days. After that, it could kill you in 31 days. The tumor, you know, hyperbaric medicine can shrink the tumor. Turmeric can shrink the tumor. There's so many other things that can shrink. Dandelion root extract's been studied in Canada and is not only shrinking the tumors, but the tumors are completely dissolving, disappearing. So, you know, there's a lot of evidence and science out there to support a natural path. And I wear this pendant. You can see this pendant here. It's a captain's wheel mm -hmm. with a floating diamond. And you can see that. And it, it signifies, I'm the captain of my ship. I look at all of the research. I looked at the studies. I read the books. And then I made the decisions based on what I was hearing from my doctors and different doctors were recommending and I consulted a lot of doctors. I didn't just sit at home and take hot steamy showers and do coffee enemas. You know, <laughs> I got information. I armed myself with knowledge yeah. and began to view the tumor and actually the whole condition of cancer as an ally. There's a reason why this has happened to me. There's a lesson in it for me. And I listened to get that lesson and to internalize that. And I followed my own, you know, decisions, my own path. And the, the oncologist, of course, sending me FedEx letters and making threatening phone calls that you're, you're doing something crazy. You know, you're, you're gonna, gonna be harming yourself. And, you know, at the end of the day, I am the captain of my ship. And I'm, I don't think it's just a coincidence that it turned out good for me. You have patients. Tell me about a couple of them that have come to you. And sadly, some of them come to you when it's really close to the end. But you have great results anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, probably the last, I mean, I did lose one, this, one of my patients this year. But we don't know. Um, she wasn't really being consistent with her care. And she was going through a, a stressful situation with uh, like a divorce and stuff like that. So that was that was added on top of it. And then the doctors were fear-mongering her into, yeah, into doing treatment and that. And unfortunately, I saw it degrade and I knew it was just a matter of time with her, but I, I felt really bad and she was a beautiful soul. Um, uh, and I wish she would, she just wanted to be around until her children turned 18. So they, they would be set up. Um, prior to that, I mean, Four and a, or maybe about five years ago, I lost a pancreatic cancer patient that was oh, given. That's, that's usually fatal for almost all pancreatic cancer you're, you're, I mean, if you've been even diagnosed with grade one, you're usually told five years. You know, and so um, uh, when she came to me, they already said you have two. She said she told me I, she had two months left to live. I didn't know we were already down a month, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would never got that information. But uh, after about six or eight weeks, they're like, you're doing, you're doing fantastic. You're like, your numbers are looking better. Whatever you're doing, don't stop. And then, unfortunately, she had a person in her life, a, um, somebody she was in love with, that was very toxic. And then one of the things besides getting rid of the physical toxins is you need to get rid of the uh, relationship toxins. 
or the toxic people in your life. And unfortunately, she didn't get rid of this guy. And I warned her. I said, this guy's the major toxin in your life right now. You need to step away. And if it's meant to be, he'll be there for you when this is all done. Mm -hmm. And she started stepping away at that time. I actually kicked him out of my office when wound back in. Wow. I, could, I, could, I could see how toxic he was yes. and how negative he was. And, um, and so I wouldn't allow him back in. Then I started to see her over time. But she, she actually lived six months longer than what they expected. And, but she was doing good. And then when she started stepping off is when I heard through the grapevine that she was, wasn't doing so well because he thought he could go on the internet and just find different cures and try different things. But your body wants to be healed a certain way. And there's testing that can tell your body what needs to be done in right. what order and how, how long you need to do X protocol or Y protocol and, and do those things. But he they were just jumping he was jumping at straws like oh i read this i read that one protocol through so give me a little sample in the last 5 minutes we've got of what what are some typical treatments and protocols that you do to not to treat cancer because obviously we're looking at building the immune system and bringing in health to the body and how how do you approach that yeah it's all you know balancing the health so the first thing i like to do is let's let's figure out what foods your body can eat. And then I like to put people on a ketogenic diet. Now it could be a ketogenic vegetarian diet, it could be a ketogenic anti-inflammatory paleo diet, it could be a ketogenic <laughs> Mediterranean diet. It's gotta be just high in fats and low in carbs, very low in carbs, preferably under 20 grams of carbs a day, net carbs. Ooh, that's low. <laughs> yeah, 20, 25 is, 25 would be the higher limit. Net, net grams, right? We get to subtract the fiber grams. Okay, yeah. yay. <laughs> so net, uh, because we want to take the sugar source away. Yes. Okay. The cells, the normal cells can live on the ketones, which are released by fat, but the cancer cells can't metabolize ketones. No, they can't metabolize them at all. So then we're starving that out, okay. using that with intermittent fasting. And fasting okay. because in, uh, if I could get you to do a three-day water fast, that would be fantastic because that three-day water fast is almost like a whole immune system reset. It like is. Hitting the, bar, hitting, hitting the reset button. Um, or doing a one-day dry fast, hard dry mm -hmm. fast. So mm -hmm. you don't have anything. You don't shower. You don't brush your teeth for a complete 24-hour oh, wow. period. Don't, no skin contact with any kind of fluids whatsoever. Mm. It's hard. But the thing is, it will, it will do the same thing as a three- to five-day water fast. Awesome. Well, that's good one you know, uh, doing something like that because we got to take away that energy source. I like using high amounts of oxygen. You could use hyperbaric chambers, but I, I use this one system called LIVO2, and it's a, a big oxygen bag that we use with an oxygen concentrator. It fills it up. You wear this mask on your face, and you do exercise with it. And the, mm -hmm. we, what we want to do is I want to get your heart rate between 110 and 120 and have you getting, getting it going. So we're super oxygenating the body. You'll get anywhere between 50 and 150 liters per minute. So it'll actually deliver about 24, 25 times the amount of oxygen as a hyperbaric chamber will, but in one quarter of the time. Mm -hmm. And so we're super oxygenating all the other cells, yeah. decreasing inflammation in the blood vessels, allowing your liver to detox a lot easier, and doing these things, but doing this on a daily basis or at least three times a week will really uh, kickstart and get the immune system boosted and get the, the healthy cells more energy. And doing things like that are just like, tremendous i like earthing and grounding mm -hmm. going barefoot out it's the cheapest thing you can do barefoot oh, on the 
good too and do it at the shore where you get negative ions it just feels so good yeah natural body of water or any grass preferably grass that's not treated and then exposing as much skin to the sun and vitamin d mm. so we're getting the vitamin d it's hitting our skin it's converting cholesterol into vitamin d which is going to boost our immune system that's healing effect for our body i mean those are some of the basics i think everybody should do that live o2 system it's two thousand dollars i mean it's so you're making cheap. me feel like i need to come and check in for a few <laughs> days and just make sure you know to anchor my own healing and that everything is preemptive i want to do another couple of uh, interviews with you because i want to talk about preventing now that we're healed or we haven't been diagnosed with cancer what are the things we should be doing as just part of our routine now so that we can prevent creating a hospitable environment? And then I want to talk to you again about IV therapy and IV nutrition mm -hmm. because there are a lot of vitamin IV bars becoming popular now. And in any given community, it is possible to go in for IV vitamin therapy. What do you think about that? I'd love to talk about that with you. And then I'd also like to do another interview where we can talk about, and this is just a teaser for those of you watching the video so that you'll tune in and watch the other interviews. I want to talk about some of the differing opinions because you hear in the natural alternative healing world, hyperthermia, good for cancer, you got to include hyperthermia. And then someone else might say, oh, heat is one of the worst things for cancer. You can't let the body get overheated. And so how does a person kind of sort all of that out and decide which path to go down? I'd love to talk about that because I know, too, there are so many different kinds of protocols and people are healing in all of them. Mm -hmm. People are healing in, in all different different streams. So let's talk about that. Why is that so and, and what are the dynamics there? I but, think that that's a cool interactive one where I'll actually teach you and teach everybody else something that they can do to test if something's going to be good or not for their body. Ah, great, great, great. Do you have any closing remarks? Um, give you the last word. You know, just change your focus. Don't, don't let fear come over. Look at it as a neutral thing because it is, it's just happening. And I look at cancer, it's a beautiful thing. It's a wake up call telling you there's something wrong that you need to set the conditions right. And it's just a wake up call and to use it as a learning experience on how you should be living your life. Don't panic, don't be afraid. Healing is easy. It's so easy when you set the conditions right. The body just naturally, I mean, I've got a cut on my finger. You see me waving around this band-aid. And my body is just working like it's supposed to, to heal that cut. And there's nothing different about a malignancy when you give the body everything it needs and you do the things that weaken the cancer cells, the body will just heal itself. It's yeah, beautiful. exactly. Well, Dr. Stringer, thank you for your wisdom and your experience and your time, your knowledge. Uh, I pick your brain all the time, and I'm very grateful to have you there in Bradenton, Florida, at the Body Mind Center. And uh, it's a Body Mind Wellness Center. Wellness yeah. Center. Yeah, Body that's Mind. fine. Call whatever. <laughs> Body Mind Wellness Center. I've been sending quite a few people to you. Um, you work remotely as well, so you are able to consult with people who don't actually come to your clinic. Um, I, I would personally love to uproot you know, get myself out of my environment. That's what I really liked is just taking the time away, but not everybody can do that. And so you're available for whatever anyone needs. And 
As long as we have a phone connection, we, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, and I look forward to doing another interview. And give your website again? BodyMindDoc.com. BodyMindDoc, D-O-C.com, and you'll find me at BethMeisner.com or on Facebook as Beth Meisner or under Abundant Health Qigong, Q-I-G-O-N-G. And we can have a session on Qigong, too. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. Bye-bye.